Hey, everybody, it's Scott McKay, contributing editor of the American Spectator and publisher of The Hayride and Reviver.com. And this is the Spectacle Podcast. I'm joined with my co host, publisher of The American Spectator, uh, Melissa McKenzie. Hey, Melissa, what's going on? Hey, Scott. Freezing um, cold uh, temperatures. That's what's going on. I've got. Yeah, got... She, she has a scarf on. She's thinking about getting another scarf on. I've got my hat. So, um, yeah, it's it's very chilly and uh, we're podcasting nonetheless. Um, and we're kind of talking about yet another potential event that could lead to a world war. Um, so happens that on Monday night, the Iranians shot a dozen missiles into Kurdistan, um, supposedly attempting to kill uh, or take out the Israelis. Uh, spy headquarters in the town of Erbil um, and um, killing a bunch of people uh, coming very close to the U.S. consulate in Erbil. So this raises the specter of uh, the Iranians shooting missiles at the Americans, which obviously has happened. We've had military installations in Syria that have been attacked by the Iranians over and over and over again, really since October. Um, also, what happened over the, the, the last few days was that the Houthis, uh, who are Iran's cat's paws in Yemen, uh, hit a U.S. cargo ship with a missile. Uh, so these guys are like, you know, steel eyed missile men all over the Middle East, uh, you know, shooting rockets at people and generally having a good old time. And what's our president and what's our defense department doing about it? Melissa, I'll throw it to you. Well, on Friday, Biden said that he talked to the Iranians and that they've been warned and that they're not going to do anything. Two days later, the Iranians um, took him very seriously, as the Afghanistan uh, residents did before him and uh, as the Taliban did before him, as the Russians did before. after that. Um, basically, nobody takes uh, Joe Biden seriously. Nobody's taking America seriously. And that is that weakness is inviting all sorts of aggression everywhere. And uh, so things are pretty grim when you look into it. When you when you consider what Iran is seeming and feeling free to do right now, they're facing a ton of internal strife. And their people are not happy with the radical leadership. That tends to make leaders do crazy things. It also tends to make our leaders do crazy things. So you know, Joe Biden uh, has is it sitting at thirty one percent. I don't know if you remember when Bill Clinton was sitting at really uh, bad approval ratings, and he bombed a a, a factory, a aspirin factory over in the Middle East, um, threatened- And then he started a war with the Serbs, yeah. Yep. So threatened political leaders tend to do really stupid things and to reassert their dominance. And we have so many world leaders right now who are in precarious positions for various and sundry reasons. And the weakness of America is inviting all kinds of badness everywhere that this is not a good situation. 
And it's a, it's an escalation. We're not even we haven't even talked about the Chinese with Taiwan. There was a an, an election in Taiwan that didn't go the communist Chinese way. And so we are, you know, we're sitting on on a tinderbox, and you know, these missiles sent sent into Kurdistan, um, well, Kurdistan, but the Kurd region of Iraq, Kurdish region of Iraq. Um, has bad implications. I mean, one of the things I was thinking about, and not to get too detailed, but you know, be, based on who was being hit in that area, does it mean that Turkey was coordinating with uh, Iran? That would be very bad for a multitude of reasons. And so we're already seeing some kind of some weird shifts in uh, political and um, military alliances around the world. And many of the Muslim countries up till now have shown restraint about what's going on with Israel. But Iran is part of that old axis of evil that Biden has tried to be friendly with, has given all sorts of money to, has done everything in his power to enable and support because, mostly because all his people are Obama people, to your point in your great book about Barack Obama, best-selling book that everybody should read. And it explains why we're here, where we're at. Uh, so much of that book, Scott, is every single day in the political world right now, in the world events, is proving your... Um, Scholarship true. So go get the book and then you'll understand why we're in the world that we're in. But anyway, I'm just kind of a, a little bit concerned because we're coming into an election year and this is when Democrats do really stupid things. And I'm I don't know how you feel about it, but this is a dangerous time for the world right now for a myriad of reasons. Well, I, you know, I think that the if you want to you know, put this in a particular file, the file you put it in is the weakness is provocative. Yeah. Um, you know, um, in one of our recent podcasts, we talked about how um, right before COVID, you know, Trump, I mean, everybody understood that Trump was doing great as the president and sort of the most proximate event to the start of COVID was when he took out Soleimani, who was, mm -hmm you know, the Iranian kind of spy general that had been in charge of um, so much damage to American troops with IEDs and everything else that had gone on in Iraq. Um, you know, and Trump just took the guy out. And at that point, the Iranians knew that, you know, look, we really don't want to cross these people anymore while this guy is president because it's going to end really badly for us. None of that is even on the table with the Iranians now, mm -hmm. right? I mean... Four years ago, the idea that you would have a bunch of um, essentially uh, denizens from the cantina in the Star Wars movie uh, right. over in Yemen would be shutting down international shipping mm -hmm. in the Red Sea and through the Suez Canal mm -hmm. with, you know, cheap rockets that they could fire from behind a mountain somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, even when Obama was president, we were drone striking people like that with a band, right? Mm -hmm. And none of that is happening now. 
like we're you know we're we're uh we're sending strongly worded letters to these people and 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 meanwhile all the ships are now rounding the horn of africa right which is like one of the most dangerous maneuvers in in uh um you know naval navigation at this point uh left in the world right and you know so this is this is like where we are and it's you know it's an extra two weeks to ship something from you know india to uh great britain or to brazil or whatever uh because of this but the reason well, this is well, happening it, biden is allowing this to happen because he at his far left flank which is the mainstream of the democrats now is anti-israel and so he can't he can't drone strike these ass hats, you know, you know, hanging out in, in like boats. I don't know if you saw the TikTok of the Iranian, you know, I think it was Iranian um, TikToker who was videotaping himself and laughing at the big cargo ship that was stuck because their little boat was in between, between uh, where that, you know, the, the container ship needed to go and where they were. I mean, it was just right. insane. And so, yeah. you know, um, so Biden is seeing this and he he doesn't want to lose even more support. Um, and he knows, evidently, knows that he can't lose a liberal Democrat uh, Jewish voter support no matter what he does. And so, um, is, I, you know, is stuck in between these constituencies. Yeah. And meanwhile, what do we get? We get pro-Hamas rioters, insurrectionists, mm. if you will, mm -hmm. storming the White House over the weekend, okay? Um, the and, Capitol, you know, every January the Capitol. 6th, the, the Capitol, rather. No, yeah. the White House. There were people who jumped the fence at the White House over the weekend. Oh, well, I mean, did anybody get into the White House, though? I mean... I don't think so, but, yeah. um, I mean... That seems like know, a the, dangerous proposition to do that. Well, it used to be. But I don't know how much it is anymore. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so like every January 6th protester who didn't go anywhere near the Capitol building and is right. yet being targeted by the U.S. attorney is mm -hmm. sitting there with their hands up going, what the hell? How am I like, mm -hmm. I'm the threat, right? Like I'm the threat. And yet this goes on. Are we like, are we even on our own side is the question. And of course, that's a hard question to answer right now. Right. Because we're so convoluted when it comes to foreign policy at this mm -hmm. point. You know, I mean, you have people who have a say in American foreign policy that legitimately believe that climate change is a bigger threat than either Russia, China, or Iran. Um, when any of these countries could, at any given time, drop a nuke somewhere. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. it's it's just crazy, and and Ukraine is absolutely infuriating for me. Where the Ukrainians are, uh, Zelensky was talking about wanting to come back to the peace table, right? So people like you and me who have written about and were like, uh, this seems ill-advised. This whole little adventure seems ill-advised. We should come to the peace table, get this done, save the infrastructure of Ukraine, save the people of Ukraine, give Russia the little slice of territory that they want so that they have water access and be done with this. But no, 
uh, here we are um, all this time later, destroying the the infrastructure and the people, both Ukraine and Russia, not that the Russians care, and and letting this thing drag out. And look at what's happened. We're we're in a the pe we're, those we're people where are we in a should worse have been place. a year ago, right? A year a and year a half ago. It, it, yeah. A year, yeah, easily. You know, and so like, okay, here we are, and uh, anybody who talked about this stuff, like all the way back in you know twenty twenty two, yeah, um, was I mean, oh, you must be Putin's puppet, and it's like, no, oh, right? I just don't, I just don't see what victory looks like, and no, none of you have even come close to describe. Well, it's deposing Putin is like, okay, none of that is going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's all totally unrealistic. There is no military victory that's going to be had at Russia's border. All right? right. That's, you're not, you're not going to pour the troops in to make that happen. And even if you did, right. you need to go back and look at your history and see, you know, what happened with Napoleon and Hitler, who are far more competent military commanders than Joe Biden. All right. <laughs> right. Like, what are the real possibilities of victory along the lines of as you described it? And the answer is none. Okay. And the, the answer is also there's no ROI in that. Right. So the answer is a negotiated peace settlement. And when you said that, you were pro Russian. Now mm -hmm. Zelensky's doing it. Yeah. And now you had, I can't remember who it was from the State Department, you know, sort of broke the news that yeah we might end up at the peace table and it's like no kidding okay right. so uh you're gonna end up with your tail between your legs in ukraine after you know two years of war and destruction for no reason all right um, well i think wait it wasn't for no reason this was a huge money laundry, laundry campaign for okay. all, all right. the world elites i mean you yeah. know well i would say i feel like no no um legitimate reason how about that no well that's true but it also okay. covered up biden's crimes over there too nobody uh, can really well, look that. into anything and maybe that is a legitimate reason if we mm -hmm. actually care about joe biden's problems mm -hmm. um but so you have that you have the houthis being able to shut down the suez canal to shipping okay mm -hmm. the houthis not the egyptians not right. the saudis not the indians okay not you know, not not the Houthis. They've never heard of. And they can shut down the Suez Canal. Right. Okay. So you have that. You have uh, continued, you know, Chinese saber rattling. You know, now they're, I mean, their credibility is at stake because they said it was going to be, um, you know, a, a, a casus belli if the Taiwanese elected the wrong mm -hmm. guy and they proceeded to elect the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. So now G is kind of backed into a corner and has... Not much choice but to start a war over there. And where are we? Nowhere. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, I mean, I don't know if you did. You see that a couple weeks ago, um, that the was it? Oh, something atoll was bombed, or there was a nuclear something radiation. You know, the Kwajalein atoll. Um. The the Kwajalein Atoll is where where we did a lot of nuclear testing, and yes. all of a sudden, it like they turned up with some huge uh, radiation readings. Yeah, and like a week ago, everybody had to bug out. 
but I don't know what the cause of that is. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's a question they were like, was that another test or was something bomb? Nobody's saying something. But anyway, let's just say this. There is not, and then you have the the um, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Uh, Defense Secretary. Defense Secretary. Still in the hospital, as Still, I understand. Well, I thought he came out yesterday, maybe, possibly. Maybe, maybe I missed it. But that. the thing is, it's like Lloyd Austin. So what? what's happening? Yeah. It's, it's Two weeks in the hospital. He's still on the job. It's like, well, is he doing the job? Mm, and why not. isn't he fired? Yeah. So like, it, this is just the whole thing is insanity. Yeah. The, the whole there's, thing. There's nobody minding the store right now. Our foreign policy is absolutely adrift, and the bad guys of the world are taking advantage. Yeah, that's it. And and the, you know, if you look back at history at, at how World War One started, it didn't start for noble or smart reasons. World right. War Two start started for a little bit. You know, you could at least rationalize why. But if we keep going like this, we're going to stumble into World War III, and it's going to be... And it'll be the dumbest of the three. And the it'll worst, be the dumbest of the three. Right. With the, with the worst um, outcome. Yep. And so. and with the 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 most dangerous and terrifying technology. And Correct. So... Yeah. So on that sunny note... Yeah. Uh, we will leave you for this edition of the podcast, but I would ask uh, if you guys, uh, if it's not too much trouble, please like this on the platform you're seeing it and also subscribe um, and tell your friends, share it around. We are not, uh, because we're the American spectator and we've been put on all of the bad lists, we're not in a position to do a great deal of uh, you know, viral marketing online. So we need our friends and supporters to help us in that regard. Um, so that means you. And I'd really appreciate it as a personal favor to me and also to Melissa, if you would join in the fight. Also, right behind me is uh, a, a poster board of a book cover for race, uh, Racism, Revenge and Ruin, my brand new book. It's available at Amazon. Check it out. It's uh, The word Melissa was uh, looking for is prescient. It's a very prescient book uh, talking about Obama, the effect he's had on America. And um, um, it's not very good. And the book will give you the entire playbook of uh, what's happening and what might be next. Anyhow, we'll see you soon here at The Spectacle. Um, be good. Mm -hmm.